We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in Possible. Who you do business with is more important than where they're located. Bank from the comfort of your own home with M-Prize Bank. Coming up, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory Podcast with Ken Swanson, Craig Stout, and Matt Lane. Coming to you on the fastest growing sports media network in Kansas City. You can find all of our channels covering all the local teams wherever you listen to podcasts or on YouTube. Just search KCSN. And now, the latest episode of the KC Laboratory. It's a live edition of the KC Laboratory presented by Emprise Bank. Member FDIC, let me be, uh, if you are listening on the audio, let me uh, wish you all a very happy 4th of July. I believe that's when this goes out, but uh, we are hanging out here on July 3rd. Uh, And by we, I mean a couple pals. Uh, One that doesn't show up on this show all too often, but I'm very excited to have him. Uh, We're going to start. Tucker Franklin's here. Hi, Tucker. I feel like it's a little stolen valor me going before Maddie here. Um, no, no, no. This, no. Is, this, this is the is only great. way this could happen. This way it has to be. Well, I appreciate you guys having me on. Um, I thought, you know what? It's it's the time of the year where it is basically my wheelhouse of topics. Um, power rankings. Uh, and I'll explain it later, but I'm very stoked uh, to be here on today's fine program. I just got in so much trouble for not introducing Craig or nobody introducing Craig that we figured we'd just jump right into it with you. So that's why. That's fair. That makes sense. Maddie, how I'm, are you? You know, I'm, I'm doing swell. It's it's early July. There's not a lot of football to talk about. I've 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 full switched. I'm no longer in off season mode. I am looking at the uh, college football season, the uh, upcoming draft in roughly oh I don't know 18 months from now or whatever it may be. Um, so yeah, my I've flipped. I've flipped. I've turned the corner. I'm ready. Uh, unfortunately, can't won't let me talk about draft prospects on this show yet. <laughs> no, absolutely so, not. <laughs> so this is where we stand. Uh, yeah, we, uh, we, we thought, so like, here's the thing, Tucker's been doing power rankings. It seems Go like a lot of fun. Yeah. Okay. Good. Good for you, Maddie. I, that's a, I understand why you wore the shirt now. Uh, you guys are the worst. I think they're both wearing college shirts. It's like that there should be some, uh, who knows? Maybe it's a tease. Who knows? Who knows? Let's oh. find out. Oh, oh, oh okay. Interesting. Old noodle. I see what you did there. Uh, KU did just beat out Washington for uh, an edge rusher. That is a good point. So uh, that's a good point, Matthew. Thanks for everybody hanging out, though. 
Uh, feel free to leave a five-star review if you're listening on the audio platform. Helps us grow those channels, those verticals. Um, it also, yeah, hit the, hit the like and subscribe button here. Uh, leave some comments. Uh, roast all the power rankings that we're about to do. Tucker, I want like give us the rundown of, of yep. what we've been doing with power rankings on this fine channel. Just tell us what tell us what we do here and uh just kind of lay the land for us. And so first I gotta shout out uh Grayson Jaspers. Craig is great. Uh Craig is, is good, Craig is fine. Um he's he is Correct. he's okay. Uh don't worry about where Craig is right now. He's doing great things. But uh, I want to start off almost at the very beginning of power rankings because this list like started when I was at uh, interning at Sports Radio 810 in Kansas City with Joshua Briscoe. Friend of the program. No, um, he's not. Friend of the network. Well, friend of my yeah. program. Mm-hmm. Enemy. Um, mm. Well, okay, fine. Uh, so I was interning with him, and he. we were trying to think of like different things we could do on his show, which was actually at like 10 o'clock at night on terrestrial radio. You know when everyone listens to the radio. Yeah. And I said, uh, why don't we just like power rank random things? And we did oh, that yeah. for a long time, and it's gone from random things to sports things, and we bounce around all the time. So it's something that uh, Josh has told me it is my IP but I did not invent <laughs> power rankings at all, uh, so I can't really technically claim it. But it's something that I've been doing a lot here on the channel as we uh, get closer to the time. You should try. No, no, no. Who's going to stop you from claiming power rankings? Like, who's going to come at you? Big power ranking? Who is that? That's true. There's really no, like, uh, like uh, big brother when it comes to power rankings. There's no I authority. Just claim it. Yeah, I could probably just claim it, and people will be okay with it. Um, but we've got three topics today, and we're doing two Chiefs ones and one not so serious one. Um, and I think when we power rank things, I've tried to stick to just chief stuff and it's kind of hard, especially this time of the year. So we are going with a silly one at the end. Uh, but first we're going to do playoff wins. So what we're going to do, we're going to start at five. We're going to go down to one. We're each going to say our number five. Then we'll each say our number four, number three, so on, so mm-hmm. on. And then we'll all end with our number one pick. Um, very excited. That's how we, that's how it's done here on this year program. This is uh this is riveting stuff. I'm very I'm very excited to do this actually. This has been a fun exercise and I think it's gonna get weird. <laughs> oh. yes. I have a feeling. Uh all right, so let's start with number five. Tucker, you have the honors. What is the number five Patrick Levon Mahomes playoff performance? And there's a lot to go off. Uh, Steve Kaufman, I believe, actually left a comment to say, Oh my gosh, we can discuss favorite pl- football playoff wins and there actually be playoff wins to talk about and a lot of them. Uh yeah, that's pretty sick. Uh the first one that I have is the Houston 24 to nothing game when he, when uh, the Chiefs coming back and, and getting that. And you might be thinking, Tucker, that seems pretty low for the 24 nothing back game. He's had a lot of really good games this year. After I started like, writing them all up, he's had a ton of really good ones. So I got a number five. I, you know, that, that may or may not be on my list. Um, five seems a little low for a game where you have five touchdowns, no turnovers. That's okay. Well, you know, we'll. We'll move on. Do you have any thoughts on this? Do you want to wait till later, Kent? I just no go go, Matthew. Let's oh, hear I didn't yours. know we were trying to speed run it. I thought maybe we would talk about them a little bit. Kent, my bad. Oh, we'll get there. Um, I'm gonna go okay. slightly controversial. Maybe I'm gonna go with the Super Bowl win over the San Francisco 49ers. And statistically, bad game for Mahomes when you look at the box yeah. score. I've maintained this from the get go. It's a bad quarter and a half. Everything else in that game was really good. He was great to start the game up until Damian Williams lost a wheel route in the lights and couldn't catch it. That changes the entire course of that game. Then he had a bad quarter and a half, really bad. And then he came back and played phenomenal down the stretch. I think he was a lot better in that 49ers Super Bowl win than he gets credit for, especially given the fact that the uh, 49ers pass rush was destroying the Chiefs. So I think that was a hard game for him. I think he played better than the box score says. That will be five for me. 
I think it's the just I think the the O line getting destroyed was because of the grass being normal. Uh if you ask John C. Gardner Johnson, they're like, see, and I'll just be like, see, look, Mahomes, yeah, he he hasn't had any problems doing that anyway. Um, all right, so Maddie, I knew you were going to rank the Houston game a lot higher. And there's just I think just maybe it's just knowing you for so long and knowing how your brain works statistically, like you know, it was ridiculous. It's a five touchdown, no t- no interception performance, all that stuff. Great. Uh seven carries, fifty-three yards as well. I have also put the comeback blowout of the Houston Texans uh as number five. And it's just because I I I look at gravity and some narrative and some storyline as I'm ranking these. It's not st- it's not purely statistical. That game was ridiculous. Don't get me wrong. And it's one of the five best. But I think it's- it jumpstarts the first Super Bowl win after being down 24 nothing. What more storyline do you want, Kent? I there's I got four good ones coming up. That's why. It's a good I also want to push back. You said I'm talking about statistics. I just picked like his worst statistical game to put on my list. That's true. That's, yeah, but you put better <laughs> statistical games above it. And maybe oh, yeah. yours, maybe your worst. Yeah, you put the worst statistical game in the bottom of this ranking. And that game is probably going to rank a little higher for me. Tucker, number four. Let me hear number four for you. My number four is actually Maddie's number five. I've got Super Bowl oh, no. uh, 54. Yeah, as you mentioned, the statistical nature of it. But I put it higher than the Houston game because it's a Super Bowl. Uh, Super Bowl is kind of a big deal. I don't know if you guys know that. Um, but Super Bowl, big deal. I have that a little bit higher than the Houston 24 to nothing return game. So it also sounds like Kent does. So I'm surprised because I think... I think higher of Mahomes in this game than anybody else on the planet. So me having it lower than you two was not on my bingo card. Um, Mm. Number four for me is going to be the game against the Pittsburgh Steelers and was 2022 where he, the chiefs absolutely blew them out. Um, He put up over 400 yards, five touchdowns. Again, he was phenomenal. I think Kent is approaching. I said this to Tucker before he got on. People are going to approach it differently. He's mm-hmm. looking more at what it means for the team or to him as a fan. I'm looking at it purely from how good I think Mahomes was in that particular mm-hmm. game. And you're look, just looking at it different ways. I think he was near flawless in that Pittsburgh game. So that's why it goes here. He played better in that game than he did most of his other playoff games. But Pittsburgh stinks. <laughs> They're terrible. 100 yards and five touchdowns. I, I get it. And I I, I kind of really had good. a feeling this is the direction that you would be taking some of this stuff. Is just there's some statistical, you know, performance. I get it. But that's not my number four. So do you remember when Patrick Mahomes uh won the AFC championship game on a high ankle sprain? And, I remember that. Yeah, and he was 29 to 43, 326 yards and two hunt touchdown or on an ankle sprain, and then carried his team uh and joseph osai pushed him in the back and uh you know on on his one carry when he pushed really hard to test that ankle uh yeah i remember that game and like statistically i get it but like man like that's that's legend that's legendary stuff that is just like legendary stuff oh caleb uh, caleb hawkeye does make a good point here really quick pretty sure it was zero and seven uh pittsburgh before he exploded in the second quarter so there's that you know so, you know, the Chiefs are losing. See, it was a comeback yeah. as well. 
Yeah, they didn't uh, score. No, neither team scored in the first quarter. Um, then the Chiefs came out and scored 42 points across three quarters with Mahomes playing essentially flawless football. I considered the Bengals the Froggles game, like you're talking about there. Um, there's just there's a stretch in there where I don't think he played very good. There's a stretch of football in the second half of that game where he I don't think was playing great, not terrible, just not great. It's like that's what prevented it from getting on there for me. It's like there was a bad stretch of football in that game. Yeah, it probably had to do with the fact that you, me, and Tucker were playing receiver for him, but. Yeah, it's okay. that's a great point. MVS I just, I mean, I, I think there's just like it, the narrative is like no one's going to be talking about the Pittsburgh playoff game 10 years sure. from now. They're going to be talking I, about Mahomes there, throwing to Marcus There's no Kemp right on a or wrong power ranking list here, right? It's just different ways to approach it, but we are ranking the best games that Patrick Mahomes played, not the biggest, most heartfelt games, not the biggest impact games. Some would argue. I just the gravity of those moments make it the best. That's all I'm going to say. All right, number three, Tuck. Number three, I've got the Cincinnati Bengals game in 2023 as well. Uh, that's what I've got for my third one. As you mentioned, uh, kind of a monkey off the back moment. Kind of the same thing with the uh, Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, the, the Chiefs were got haunted by the Steelers for a little bit, but uh, everyone's going to remember Patrick Mahomes' performance. People will say he flopped. Didn't flop. He got pushed in the back out of bounds. Uh, don't miss me with all that stuff. But number three, I've got uh, the the Cincinnati AFC Championship game in 2023. That's what my list. Number three for me is the Super Bowl win over the Philadelphia Eagles coming mm. in at number three. Again, not the best statistical mm. game. Under 200 pa passing yards. Three touchdowns was pretty good. But it was the second half perfection. The Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes got every single yard they possibly could have picked up in the second half of that football game. Every single time they took possession of the ball, the Chiefs got every possible yard they could have. It was a perfect half of football led by Mahomes. Again, I'm looking here for the games where I think he played the best. It maybe wasn't the most uh, exhilarating Patrick Mahomes game. Like There wasn't the most highlights, the most high-level difficulty throws on all of them. There's a couple in there but it wasn't probably the game that you're going to put first on his highlight reel from playoff games, but it was just the execution, the perfection of it, the efficiency of that second half. So it lands at number three for me on a high ankle sprain. Uh, I'm a Super Bowl live is number three for me. And it's again, like it's rising for me because of the gravity of the moment. The, you know, like that's going to play big in how I'm building these lists. And when I look at it, I go, okay, he got the monkey off the back of a, of a, you know, organization. And it's like, I think we don't. It's 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 not easy to go back and remember how Chiefs fans felt after that, you know, after that game, or or sorry, before that game and after it, because a year prior he goes to the AFC Championship game and is on the doorstep of you know making it to the Super Bowl over Tom Brady, plays you know fantastically uh, in that game uh, at the end at least, you know, and and so I don't know. We just we don't. I think there was a feeling of like, is this ever going to happen? And then they come back from down 10. Like, yeah, that I, I don't know. It's the gravity of that moment and, and how he played late is kind of uh, is why it is for me. Uh, let's take a break really quick. We'll we come back right after this. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data 
and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network. Uh, hit that like button, hit that subscribe button. Appreciate everybody that is hanging out with us. Uh, we are power ranking all of these uh, Mahomes playoff performances, and we are on to number two. Uh, Tucker, what's number two for you? Yeah, uh, my number two, I went back and forth between my number one and number two um, because I think there are, are there are two, there are obviously two games that we have not mentioned, uh, all of us have not mentioned. And I think for number two for me is the 13 seconds game. Uh, just the way that that game was kind of developed and how, you know, uh, the 13 seconds, the title in itself, it has a name. If a game has a name, you know, it's a pretty darn good game. Uh, so I, I'm going to get the 13 seconds game. I have it at my number two. Some people might be surprised. They might have that as their number one. But I think for just being a divisional round game, I have it at the number two spot rather than I do at my number one spot. I locked in my number one immediately when we thought of this. Um, so we'll get there in a second. Before that, the Houston game. Yeah, the down 24 nothing Houston game comes in at number two. We got to kind of mention the statistical aspect of it and how good that ended up being for Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. But it was more so, this goes into a little bit of the narratives. The year before in the playoffs, the Chiefs get the monkey off their back by beating the Indianapolis Colts, right? They do beat them. It now looks like they are potentially set up to kind of get past this playoff disappointment stretch of this franchise. Then they lose to the New England Patriots. Yeah, it was a really good second half, a valiant effort by Mahomes and the Chiefs, but it's still, they hadn't fully gotten there yet. They had not arrived to the entire NFL. And then they come out in their first playoff game the following year when they are like this budding team, the team that everyone's got as a riser, and they go down 24 nothing immediately. It looks like mm. another, oh no, same old stuff yet again. You want to talk about pressure and narrative and talking about just kind of everything mounting it can't get much harder than that being down 24 nothing during the year you're supposed to take the big step, and it wasn't too much. Mahomes comes out, has an exceptional game from that point on. That's a very good argument. Yeah. That's a very good argument. I mean, and again, like I think I kind of – we talk about the Super Bowl, live, and how the monkey off the back and like the gravity of all that leading up to that and just fighting off demons from, you know, past, from like the entire existence of – the organization like yeah okay i can i can i can i can hear a little bit stronger I'll allow it 
Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. I'll. I'll hear it. Thirteen seconds <laughs> is. Thirteen oh. seconds is number two for me as well. And it's. I get it. Like it was. He was incredible. Like he was. I, I think. He, yeah, he completed seventy five percent of his passes that game. Three hundred seventy eight yards, three touchdowns. Outstanding performance. And oh yeah, it. He needed exactly thirteen seconds. He really actually. He actually did it in like nine seconds because yeah. there was time on the clock for him to kick a field goal. Like it wasn't like at one. I think there was a couple seconds left. You didn't even need 13 old seconds. But I mean, it, the thing that people forget is even leading up to that moment, it was two elite quarterbacks kind of going blow for blow, mm-hmm. like for the entirety of that game. And Mahomes just continued to refuse to be denied. And it took him all the way to the AFC championship game. And I don't want to, I don't want to talk about what happened afterwards. Uh, let's move on to number one though. Before I give my number one, Kent, I I've been keeping track of your guys's list. Kent, your list and my list are eerily similar. Yeah. Um, for not talking to each other about that. We've flipped one game and I had the Super Bowl lower than, uh, and you had the Bengals game lower than I did. So, um, and Maddie, obviously with live at five Pittsburgh at four, uh, LVII, which would be 57 at three Houston at two. Uh, my number one is going to be this most recent Super Bowl 57 against uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. Listen, he was hurt in that game. I think the, this narrative and the storyline around it on the bum ankle, he, he has the big scramble at the end of the game to kind of seal it off. I think is a huge performance from him going up against Jalen hurts. Another very top tier quarterback who, Beside from one mistake, played a very good game. A mistake that did lead to a, a, a you know, a fumble six, but um, that's what happens sometimes. But I think uh, the LVII getting that second Super Bowl win to show that he's not just an Aaron Rodgers, a one and done, to show that he's more than just uh, winning it one time was big for uh, him as a as a legacy discussion to get a second Super Bowl in it because it, it kind of clears him into another realm um, and to kind of. Uh, cement it for for the team i I listen i I think that that's the one i might be a victim of the moment you can call me a victim of the moment i'm fine with that uh but i do think that that has a little bit of merit in the conversation of his like legacy i get the 13 seconds game number one um i i mean i put it in there in sharpie the moment we started talking about this uh not only for the 13 seconds aspect like i I remember watching the game it was over it was over. As a fan of the Chiefs, it was over. Like, yeah, you always want to hold a shred of hope just in case something crazy happens. We've seen miracles happen, but how often do they happen in this big of a moment for your favorite team when they are there? It doesn't. It, it was over. The game was over. I was gearing up to go have to do this somber podcast, wrapping up the Chiefs season, saying it was over, how, you know, it shouldn't. it's not a too big of a disappointment, but also was. And then the 13 seconds happened, and the Chiefs go down, scoring overtime and wins. But I think Kent touched on it. Before that, he was, I mean, he ended the game with almost four, over 400 total yards, four total touchdowns, no turnovers. He was going toe for, or, you know, blow for blow with Josh Allen. And every time the Bulls had the ball, it was practically going to be a touchdown over Mike Hughes. You just knew it. You knew there was a touchdown coming over Mike Hughes every single time. He still had to go back on the field and score every time the pressure drive in and drive out to, because your defense could not stop them. I just think that was, that's kind of like the peak. It's going to be really hard to ever overcome that in my opinion. Do you remember when Patrick Mahomes played a perfect game on a re-aggravated high ankle sprain? I do. Yeah. <laughs> we should have had a drinking game for kids saying high ankle sprain. <laughs> well, I mean, this is the perfect time to just tell Chauncey Gardner Johnson to look down at his hand and oh. look at that naked ring finger and realize that his best wasn't remotely close to good enough 
Uh, he is he he lost and he's not a Super Bowl champion and he's on his third team by age 25 and he's running his mouth on social media and he gets to be there on week one on pristine grass to watch the banner hang in Kansas City as the Chiefs celebrate a Super Bowl victory while Chauncey Gardner Johnson does it because his best wasn't good enough because Patrick LeVon Mahomes on a high ankle sprain re-aggravated played a literal perfect half of football to ensure that his team was going to win the Super Bowl. What like I I get like 13 seconds is like like it it's just like a little hint of bad taste in my mouth because of what happened the next week. And it's not tainting the legacy of that game for me, but it's the gravity of of LVII and the I, I look we've talked about this just during this whole segment like it is crazy how many times he's exceeded our expectations and there's only so many places for him to go where uh you know here we go down 24 same old chiefs what does he do you know ah down 10 in the super bowl what does he do you know ah 13 seconds here come the bills the bills are gonna come take over the chief's legacy what does he do you know oh high ankle sprain Oh, in in the AFC, you know, uh, divisional round. Uh oh, uh oh, not good. Here we go again. You know. Oh, what does he do? Just plays an outstanding stretch of football to cement his legacy as a two-time Super Bowl winner and have more Super Bowl victories than anybody in the NFL right now. Just, I don't know. I, I, yeah. I, I that I think this year is going to be one of those like more legacy. I mean, there's so many of them, but the, this is going to be legendary status. Like ten years from now, we're going to appreciate it a little bit more. All right. Uh, I think we had all the same games since I had the Pittsburgh game, and you guys had this past Bengals game on. The now, game. I might, yeah. My order's a little different than your guys. Your guys' order's pretty much similar. Like across I, the board, I yeah. just have the Pittsburgh Steelers game in there while you guys have the Bengals game, but the other four are the same games. So it also, it's kind of funny. Like the AFC championship game against the Patriots, he completed like 52% of his passes, but that second half was just so good. Oh. And like so many, like he, he had, you know, a game tying field goal late and, you know, he still made some plays in that game too. It's like, there's some moments in that game too that were pretty special. I mean, there's there's some games yeah. that are worth it, you know. He smoked. I mean, we didn't get Tennessee the run, the run, right? That run, like we didn't, get, the, we didn't even the get Sammy, that one. the Sammy game, the Sammy Watkins game too. I mean, like there's just there's a lot of them. I mean, yeah, that's fun. I I personally enjoy it when there's a lot of fun <laughs> playoff games to talk about with the Kansas City Chiefs. All right, we're doing players now. Players that the Chiefs will be playing? Yes, best players that the Chiefs will be playing. This is top five. We're starting at five, oh going down to one. This is a very tough one. Now, this was one of the ones where um, when I started to make my list off to the side before I narrowed down, it uh, it started very long. Uh, but, Kent, why don't you start us with this one, and it'll go Kent, Maddie, and then me. Okay. Uh, my number five player on this list. <laughs> Just forewarning. Do it. I went all offense. You know, but before we get started, it, looking at it, it's kind of hard not to. Uh, we talked about it briefly. The Chiefs play some good defenses, but, you know, there's only a, maybe two 
three guys tops that are even going to have like defensive player of the year, real hopes, I think entering the year. So like, it makes sense that it's going to be offense heavy. Justin Herbert's my number five. Uh, <laughs> very good football player. He's played at a high level. Obviously there's some question marks about whether or not he's ever going to be able to get over the hump. You know, he just got done losing it. I mean, he played well against the Jaguars, but he also wasn't particularly strong late in that game. Uh, but I still believe in his talent. He's very, very talented football player. He's number five for me. All right. I did try to force some defensive players in here, so I went defense on my last two. And did you go Patrick Sertan? He is not my number five. No, I have Max Crosby at number mm. five. Um, he's the one guy that I think actually has a chance to make a defensive player of the year, would very oh much my. deserve it. Yeah. Extra, he's really good. Great pass rusher, great motor, very good versus the run. He does everything. I think he's a step down from the truly top, top elite, elite defensive ends, but he's still exceptional. And the fact that he never leaves the field, he plays an asinine amount of snaps for that team. He has to because the rest of their defensive line is terrible. The rest of their defense is terrible, but he plays a ton of snaps and is still that productive. So I have Max Crosby at number five. Mm, interesting. I didn't go any defense either. Um, because once you start writing out all the offensive Craig, players, save me. I need Craig. I know you do. Craig once wouldn't you start, help. <laughs> once you start writing out all these guys, you're just like, holy cow. Um, I've got Josh Allen as my number five mm. guy on here. Uh, Josh Allen, obviously, struggled a bit at the end of last year, but still a very good guy. The cover of Madden, people still very high on Josh Allen and what he can do for that franchise. But um, there are other quarterbacks on this list that I do have, but I got Josh Allen coming in at number five. There's also, they have a lot of good wide receivers. They play a lot of good, just different skill positions overall. They play a lot of really good teams. So it's hard to try to fit in uh, the value of all these, but that's why I got Josh Allen at number five. You guys are going to laugh at my number four. Probably. I I've I've been convinced. I like Jalen Hurts here, number four. I yeah, mean, you do. he put together just an unbelievable uh, performance that still wasn't good enough, mind you, uh, Chauncey Gardner Johnson. Um, but very good performance in the Super Bowl. And I, mean, I think about you know they had to go for two late in the game to try to make things interesting, and he literally he beat four guys to the goal line you know you kind of beat, beat him through like he his passing consistency is still going to be a question mark for me like but if he plays to a level similar to what we saw in the super bowl then i'm, I'm done i'm done arguing it because that was that was really i mean that was accuracy it was consistency and accuracy and if he does that it's terrifying for the afc or for the nfc because he's going to be a problem with that offense Oh, does that mean I'm up next? You, Maddie. Lane Johnson, right tackle for the Philadelphia Eagles, is number four on my <laughs> list. I think he has long been one of the best offensive tackles in the entire NFL. He was exceptional last year, despite playing like the final month of the year with a torn abductor in his leg. I, you really can't say much. I mean, like, it's a great offensive line they have with Philadelphia. It's maybe a little hard to pick and choose, like, where this, like, this best parts of it lie for you know my money it's lane johnson what he can do on an island by himself never giving up pressure always doing the right thing being a plus run blocker as well i think you know he's getting a little long in the tooth his career might be coming to an end but still right now lane johnson is going to fall at number four for me hmm. interesting 
offensive lineman there. Um, I'm going to be the only one with a defender and offensive lineman in this yeah, entire you show. You will be. I, yeah. Yes. Mine reads like a fantasy football team. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not surprised. Okay. Um, so I, I, again, went back and forth with number four because there's two guys on the same team that I think that um, that are very good. And I think that one guy is clearly better than the other and one guy makes the guy better. I'm going with Jamar Chase at number four. Um, and I think that his <laughs> ability makes Joe Burrow a much better quarterback. So I think that in turn, Jamar Chase is going to be number four. Uh, I've had to do some Perfect. shuffling around because as you guys have started making some really good points, I've been like, wow, maybe I should maybe should move some guys around here. Um, it just came down to I do think that Jamar Chase is what makes that offense go. I agree. I I, I get that Joe Burrow has to throw the ball, but I mean, man, if if you're throwing a 50-50 ball to a guy who makes it 90-10, makes it a whole lot easier. Imagine I, mean, I don't know. Make- are we sure that Jamar Chase just couldn't run it? Uh, he might be able to, though. Put Carson Palmer back there, see what happens. I mean, come on. We'll see what happens after we take this break. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Make sure you download our new app. Find it on the App Store or Google Play. Just search KC Sports Network. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Entertain, educate, inform. KC Sports Network. Power ranking the players that the Chiefs are going to be playing this year. I'm up at number three. And uh, to see this one, we're going to have to go to Germany. It's Tyreek Hill. And maybe Mm. there's a little Chiefs bias baked in. But he's still just a ridiculously productive receiver. Um, He proved, you know, his value and his ability outside of the Chiefs. Patrick LeVon Mahomes ecosystem last year. Still one of the best receivers in the game. Still a just absolute game changer. Uh that I mean, I'm I'm terrified of playing him and you know, I think he's like I'm think he's gonna wanna he's gonna want to show up for that game. Yeah, I'm a little nervous about that. He's number three for me. Uh he's one of the first guys off my list. Um I, he was in serious contention. He was right there, and I was like, you know, we gotta get some love for some other players. So he was right there. He was, um, you know, I, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to the trenches where football is won or lost. I'm not going to just focus on the, you know, the outskirts here. Um, but speaking of outskirts, my number three, Patrick Sertan, the second coming in at number three, I think that people just didn't watch the Denver Broncos defense because they were too busy laughing at Russell Wilson. I think that people didn't pay attention <laughs> to how good Patrick Sertan was for this defense. I don't think people looked and saw him locking down number one wide receivers in the slot, out on the boundary, and press, and man, in zone, making plays in the football. Just go watch the Chiefs try to play them. I think people are greatly underestimating how good he is right now. I think you give it another season this upcoming year. I think we're going to start to see a very clear passing of the torch from Jalen Ramsey, who was in, also in consideration for this spot, to Patrick Sertan, to being the clear-cut best cornerback in the NFL because he can do everything. I Maybe it's the uniform playing tricks in my mind. We're getting close to another Champ Bailey-level player here. We're Ooh. getting close to a Champ Bailey guy that he takes away a third of the field, 
no matter what coverage you're in, he takes away a third of the field. He'll come up, he'll make tackles, he'll make plays everywhere on the field, and everybody else can focus on the other two thirds. I think he's that good at football. He's still young and getting better. I put him at number three, maybe banking on some more improvement this year, banking on that youth and him taking a step forward, but I, I think he's phenomenal. Very interested in Maddie's top two are going to be, by the way. I started doing the process of elimination in my head. There's a lot of, there's a lot of guys he's going to leave off. I, I know one of them. Yeah. He might, we might all have the same number one. Possibly. Guaranteed we don't. My Guaranteed yeah. we don't. Um, so, I'll answer this real quick. Patrick Sertain over Sauce by a, by a mile. Um, Sauce is very good, but I think he's a little bit more limited in how you can use him. I don't think he is as instinctive in zone. I don't think he plays quite as physical like versus the run and in certain types of ways for Sertan. I think Sertan's kind of been tested more. So right now, I don't think it's that close. Maybe in a year or two, we can have that conversation, though. Sauce was one of my first guys out, by the way. Um, he was like number six or seven. But anyway, uh, I've got six for me, but yeah. So it's number three for me, right? Yeah. This is, yes. Yeah, number three still for you. It's Tyreek Hill. I've got Tyreek Hill just because I hey. do think that he's still a really good uh, wide receiver. He was second in a lot of categories behind a guy that we might talk about later in terms of wide receivers, but a guy who still had an incredibly productive offensive year with um, Skylar Thompson throwing him the ball. No offense to Skylar Thompson, uh, but he's not too a. Uh, and he's not also Patrick Mahomes. That's all offense to Tua Tagovailoa, actually. Um, but yeah, Tyreek also had a really good year, a uh, really productive season as well. And I still think he is a top-tier wide receiver in this league. All right, number two. I am still a big believer in Josh Allen. Mm. So I understand, you know, he had some ups and downs the second half of the season after, you know, he potentially might have had to have Tommy John, you know, the UCL sprain. I, I think he's still just a special I, I think he's still got that special unicorn ability. He terrifies me. I think he's an outstanding football player. Watching him last year, like he's still the guy I don't want to run into. And I think obviously there is some up and down nature to some of his playoff performances, but he really seemed like he was putting a lot of stuff together, especially the first half of the year. Obviously, you know, after the injury, he just wasn't the same dude. But he def he looks like the guy that I think can can I, he's the guy that I, I think will go toe to toe uh, with Patrick Mahomes the best over the next five years. So uh, I know that well we'll we'll, we'll get there mm. in a minute. But you know, anyways, there's my number two. I am branching out to a position that I haven't touched on yet. I have a different. I don't repeat any positions. This is the only wide receiver I'm putting on this list. Justin Jefferson, best wide receiver in the NFL. Hands down, best wide receiver in the NFL. He can do it all, slot, out wide, vertical, short, anything you want. Justin Jefferson is the guy for it. He did the OBJ thing, but like better because there was contact. Um, That's all there is really to it. Justin Jefferson, best wide receiver in the NFL. Falls at number two on the list, though. My number two on the list is a quarterback. It is the best quarterback the Kansas City Chiefs will face all year. It is Jalen Hurts. If you uh, went, <laughs> if you went and, and listened to my power rankings that I had about uh, power ranking the best quarterbacks Chiefs will face, I had Jalen Hurts at number one. 
Uh, I was very impressed, much as Kent was, but I uh, can't put him at number four. I was much more impressed, obviously. <laughs> wow, I'm a hater. Uh, Kent's a hater uh, of the potential of Jalen Hurts. Yeah, he does have a really good team around him, which does help, and a really good offensive line, which does help, and a pretty good offensive coach, which does help. Uh, but he still hasn't got to got to put play with the ball and, and put it in the right spot. So I think he's a good decision maker. I think you saw that in the Super Bowl uh, again. Outside of one fumble that ended up being a, a touchdown, uh, Jalen Hurts played a pretty darn good Super Bowl, and I was really impressed by that. Did you say he has? You got to play with the ball. You still got to play with the ball. Still got to play with the ball. You know, <laughs> you know what they got to do. They got to play with the ball. I'm gonna put that on a T-shirt. All right, number one time. My number one player is Justin Jefferson. Mm. he's the best he is the best receiver in football you're absolutely right i think he's the only guy on this list that is the clear-cut best player at their position so i am putting justin jefferson number one so uh yeah he's incredible i can assume maddie's going with jalen hurts then at his number one i i can assume no okay (laughs) that's a quality argument i like that justin jefferson being the only clear-cut number one player in his position getting him the number one spot that's good. Um, I'm going with Sean Payton at number one. Um, the Chiefs are playing Sean Payton, so he gets the number one slot for me. Um, I think he is that good of an offensive-minded coach. I think he's going to do a lot of good stuff there with the Denver Broncos. Unfortunately, it is in the same division as the Chiefs. He is number one for me. I will say this because he's number one. Uh, that meant I don't have. I didn't know if Kent was going to allow this, so I did have a backup number one that I guess now falls to number six. Josh Allen was going to be my number one if I had to do a player. Hmm. Um, but it, Sean Payton, number one if we're allowing it. Interesting. Third best quarterback that you will face this year. Um, my number one is also Justin Jefferson. Uh, when I was looking at, so we did a, I did a power rankings with the wide receivers position with Sterling Holmes for KCS and update. And I was looking up the numbers for Justin Jefferson. His year last year was like actually insane. Um, her cousins, right? And you're just like looking at the numbers. He led in like receptions, uh, receiving yards, yards per yards per catch, uh, yards per game. And it, it's, it's insane of what he was able to do with a guy, as you mentioned with Kirk cousins. And again, uh, Kent and I have very similar lists. Um, I, I, yeah, I mean, it's, we didn't talk about this before it happened. No, I mean, it, it was like, I think we hit four out of five each or something. Well, I don't that's know. insane. Looking at the teams and the players that she's played. The fact that you guys were that <laughs> close is absolutely wild. Yeah. Uh, there- oh, sorry, Tucker. Oh, I was just gonna say there's no, so many- Adams. Yeah, there's so many different ways you could go with this too. Devontae like no Devontae Adams, there's so many good quarterbacks. He's not that dude anymore. He is just not better than some of the guys we just talked about. Oh boy, for a year, give me Devontae Adams ten times over ten over Tyree Kill. Nah, Ooh. no, we're good. Uh, you might be. I'm, I'm looking here. I'm not seeing Joe Burrow's name on any of our lists. <laughs> that did happen. Huh? That did actually happen? Weird. I I, I I just for the know. record, for the record, he would have been like the second QB on my list. For the record, right, for the record, no chance I will put him on any of my lists except for guys that still don't have a Super Bowl. For the record, I put the better player on his team on my list. That's ex- you put the yeah, you put this yeah, you put the system on right, not the product. This though. honestly, should, Big Lou should be number one if we're talking about <laughs> the Chiefs opponents. <laughs> Nobody has stifled the Chiefs quite like Big Lou, okay? Fair. Uh, yeah, you know, he did slow down Marcus Kemp last year. So there's we'll the coaches that. next week. And Patrick Mahomes on yes. a high ankle sprain. 
This is fun. Uh, all right, so we're going to do 4th of July activities. Is that what we're doing next? Yep, and Matt gets to start with this one. So Maddie, Kent, or wait, okay. Maddie, me, and then Kent. Yeah, perfect. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm going to say this right now. This is Mine's not in an actual order. Mine, I made a day out of mine. So it goes from, like, morning to evening. I know. Just bear with me, okay? okay. I, Number I just, five. Fourth like, of July doesn't do, like, you know, it's a day, right? It's just it a is. day. Um, True. So, now I will say this. On holidays, I like to start out every single holiday like this. I like to get a good workout in. So, 4th of July morning, first thing in the morning, I wake up before it gets hot, before the sun's beating down, middle of summer, out in my garage, it's starting to get real humid out there. Get a good workout in. What a way to start off your holiday. You know you're going to, you know, eat a lot of food. You're going to yeah. probably, you know, uh, consume some other non-healthy items. So, go ahead and get your day start kick-started with some, something healthy, a nice little workout. Good, intense workout, Kent. Gross. Well, it's my turn now. Um, but uh, Matt and I's list, I have a feeling, are could not be more opposite from each other. Um, because at number five, I've got, uh, you know, I really love to relax on on uh, the Fourth of July, and nothing goes better with like relaxing than a relaxing beer. Just cracking open a cold one, relaxing and drinking a beer while I'm relaxing. Just like taking in the outdoors, taking in just having a day off. A relaxing beer is number five for me. Is it brought to you by? Like I, I, you sound like you're about to go into a read. <laughs> it did kind of sound like that. I've been it's, doing those middle light reads too I many know, times. <laughs> you know, uh, I tomorrow I will be getting to my parents' house and I will be uh, slandering Joe Burrow and the Bengals to my mm. Cincinnati Bengals fans. Fans was that number so five? That, that's number five. Nice. Nah, number one is just flexing on the two-time Super Bowl three. I'm sorry, three-time Super Bowl champion, two-time in my lifetime to my family. You better refer to them as the Froggles every time. I uh, we do. It's really? right. am, I, am I back up? Yeah, Number you're back. Yeah. Up. So tell us about after your mid afternoon or mid morning. After the workout, you don't have a breakfast because you only need two meals on holidays because you're having a big meal later. So you eat a fat brunch. Brunch is great. You can have any kind of food you want for brunch. Brunch is great, and you always got to have you know get the day start off some mimosas. You got to get the mimosas going with this fat brunch that you're having after the workout. So big intense workout. Fat brunch into some mimosas, setting yourself up for a wonderful day. Wow. Talk what you got coming up next. I love uh, I love hitting the pool, but I've got pool beers at number four. Uh, listen, there's nothing better than being in a pool and drinking a beer. That's one of my favorite activities is drinking a beer inside of a pool. That's what I've got at uh, number four. Inside of a body of water, I should just say. I'm sensing a theme. Maybe. We'll uh, big wiffle ball guy. Oh, that's a good one. Big wiffle ball guy. Number four for me is wiffle ball. We get we get, we get some very competitive wiffle ball at my my house. Me, and my Words brother. that never should be uttered together in the same <laughs> sentence ever. You don't you don't know what you're missing out. You don't know the dopamine hit you get from just hitting the absolute rocket right at your brother. Like it's mm. just you know mm. just okay yeah. Uh, so wiffle ball for me is number four. Good. Yeah. I know. Um, coming in after the fat brunch with some mimosas, we get into what I called, and this is kind of all-encompassing, lazy drinking. Whether this mm. is sitting around outside, whether this is sitting in a pool, a lake, whatever it may be. When I lived closer to a lake or had you know more access to a body of water, I would love to get a nice little circle tube, get myself a little, a small cooler of beer that I could just tie under like my wrist or my ankle or something so it can't float away, and mm. literally just float in the lake. If it took me out a little ways, that's fine. We'll swim back later. Just some nice, lazy drinking in the middle of the day, floating off onto a, onto the body of water. It's kind of like Tux, mm. number four. Love to get into a body of water. Uh, number three, I 
you've got to eat, so you got to usually grill on the 4th of July. So a good grill and beer is one of my favorite activities. <laughs> uh, got to have that in your in, in one hand in the well, your tongs, your utensil in the other. So I got grill and beers at number three. All right. So, Maddie, have, this is going to sound really stupid on air. Oh, uh, no. But have you ever heard, like, have you ever used, they call it the diaper. And it's you take a you take a um a life vest and you kind of wear it on the like on as like uh as pants and you just kind of can sit in the lake and float. Sure. Have you done it before? I mean, have I done it? Yes. I've never referred to it as the diaper. But that's I what do it understand. was always. That's what I've been taught it as. Anyways, I understand. Very Cincinnati thing. Um, continue. <laughs> anyway, so mine is just to sit in a big wet diaper on the lake. Uh, no, I like I like a I like some good like just just some floating in the lake time. I'm with yeah. you. Uh, little lake life, little lake life. There's number three for me, so I am with you on this. So we're coming up. We're doing the lazy drinking for a couple hours. Now yep. it's time. I'm hungry again. That fat brunch has worn off. Been drinking. I'm hungry. Eating somebody else's food. I don't mm. want to cook. <laughs> I like to cook. I don't need to. I never know what to cook on a holiday. No, you cook the food. You cook it. I'll eat the food that Tucker cooked while drinking his beer while he grilled it up. I'll come up. I'll eat their food. I don't cook. I don't clean. I got no responsibilities for this. I'm just there to eat food. Matt almost broke out in a Cardi B song right there. Uh, he didn't know it, but he almost did. Um, number two, <laughs> that I, which I have, uh, I love to sit around a, a bonfire in the summer. And I just love... Uh, huh? Yeah, yeah, I do. It's a good summertime activity. Tucker, I saw you, uh, you. I've seen you sweat in forty degree weather. It's true, <laughs> and <laughs> and yet you like to sit around a fire. No wait, is that yeah. all? Is that Fourth all? July? Oh no, no, no. Is that's that not all. I just was giving a prelude to what I, I also the activity I like to partake around sitting around the bonfire is drinking beers around the bonfire. <laughs> I think that that's a that's a great activity. Bonfire beers. Uh, they need to make a comeback. I think uh, they remind me of of the, the the young days, the youngin days, bonfire beers. Uh, I'm going grilling with number two. I, and by grilling, I don't mean I'm with Maddie. I don't mean I'm grilling. <laughs> <laughs> like my dad's my 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 dad's my dad's on the grill, and I'm definitely not. <laughs> yeah. Especially at that point in time of the day, like why do why do I want to be the one coherent enough at five p.m. to be the one grilling everybody's food properly? No so, chance. That's my goal on the fourth of July. Fair. I do think you know, like I understand Maddie's Maddie's a brunch guy. Our grilling normally takes place at like one, like mm -hmm. anywhere between eleven and one. So like we are we a early, in the lake. We are an early eating family. So. <laughs> Thanksgiving. I, I I don't know why y'all. Like, you go from like one thirty till no, one a.m. without eating. No, no. You listen, you're you're missing the point. If you start like I don't understand people that do Thanksgiving dinner like at six. Why are you waiting to eat? You eat at eleven, and then you eat at six. While you have seconds at like six. Well, different holiday. There's football. Of course you you're inside. You I'm just, what I'm else you gonna do besides eat at lunch? We're gonna we're gonna get to my parents' house. We're gonna we're, the grill will be the grill will be fired up at like noon probably tomorrow. We'll be having a good time. But grilling's number two for me. All right, this is my final one here. After I'm eating somebody one. else's food, 
getting angry at my neighbors for shooting off fireworks way too <laughs> freaking long because I have kids and I have animals and they hate your nonsense. They don't like no. it. It gets dark. You have kids. I understand. Shoot them off. There you go. You got you got like an hour after it gets dark to do all your stuff if you're in a neighborhood. Then you need to shut up. Not everybody wants to hear it and your fireworks are really loud. All right. When I was a kid, loved it. When I was a teenager, probably did some really dumb stuff with it. But now at this point, no, I just want to get angry at you guys for shooting them off for four hours while my dog cowers in fear and my kids can't go to sleep because it's really darn loud. Mm. People are going to hate that one. I don't care. It's annoying for not you. If you're not the one shooting them off or you're not watching them, it's incredibly annoying. So I kind of follow the same vein, but I do. Uh, so like, I only like fireworks one day a year. Well, that's probably not true. I like them after Royals games. Um, so that's whenever they have the summer fireworks on sure. Fridays. Those are nice. And no, the 4th sure, of July. Fine. And I don't like to set them off either. I like to be the one watching the fireworks because I'm cool sitting a safe distance away watching those things blow up in the air. That's pretty sick. But when I'm doing that, I got to have a beer. I got to have, we'll have some fireworks <laughs> beers. Uh, those are the number one activity in my book for the 4th of July is fireworks beers. Can't beat it. Uh, missing out, I should say honorable mention, is is number six. is baseball beers. Watching a, watching a baseball <laughs> game and drinking a beer. That's number six. Nothing more American than that. Only need a piece of apple pie as well but i think um, i think number six should have been like not beer related at all like just missed the cut tubing was (laughs) spending spending time with the family (laughs) (laughs) so uh my number one is i like to rent an airbnb next to maddie's house and let off fireworks (laughs) till 3 (laughs) a.m good luck finding an airbnb out here buddy uh I, i i like some fireworks um, I like taking my kid to the fireworks stand and letting them, you know, pick out a few things and saying no to half of the things because like, yep. he's like, well, yeah, that's cool looking. It's $50. I'm not like a big pyro. I'm like, a, if Costco sold fireworks, I'd buy my fireworks from Costco. Okay. That's all I'm going to say. So I, you know, I like to, I like to, you know, I like to shoot a few off. They're fine. But, uh, see, that's fine. A few. You got an hour. You get an hour after it's nice and dark to get them off. And then not everybody else needs to hear it. Now, shows are different. I, no problem with the show because that's not in my neighborhood. It's not right. right next to my house. Right. Dude. Um, as a kid, I know I was annoying with this. I spent a lot, a lot of chore money on fireworks. <laughs> I We had hours worth of fireworks when I was a kid growing up. And it took like the entire next day to clean up. I lived in a cul-de-sac. We had to sweep it out the next day. Like I did a lot. And like now... I can only imagine how annoying that was for everybody else around because <laughs> so, it drives me crazy. Yeah, you probably do the you're literally setting your money on fire joke, don't you? Like no. you're just you're sitting there just no, I don't yelling no, at I did clouds. That. That's fine. I just get mad that it makes everybody else around me upset. Yeah. So I, I grew up in Eudora, Kansas. And in Eudora, like so like there's a lot of rules now. There's like a lot of people that are like, you, you know, no fireworks, nothing. Uh like Olathe, you can't shoot fireworks off uh i think most of johnson county you can't shoot fireworks off um in eudora there there's like no rules and so my childhood was like the streets being stained with smoke bombs and the like just trash every auto rocket fights all the time for days yeah so many times by those things bike spokes Turn or not our bike, you know, like bike pegs from when you're like when you pretended to yeah, be yeah. a BMXer, you know, and oh, you, yeah, had, yeah. you weren't none of us were 
but they were they were the perfect bottle rocket like launcher. You know what works even mm. better? A golf club if you have like the grip cut off because that thing aims pretty straight. <laughs> it's a narrow, it's like a barrel. Say it less. Works pretty good. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, no, it's like my childhood was like just it's insane. So like Eudora is like a it's a fun spot to be at for the Fourth of July. So wow. yeah, yeah, that was fun, Tucker. Thank you. It's a great time. I pride I'm, myself on having fun. I'm glad you come came and hung out with us. I'm glad you brought power rankings over. It was good for us to kind of do this exercise. Uh, that's the only exercise I'm going to be doing this week. <laughs> that's it for the KC Laboratory. Have a great 4th of July. We'll catch you later. Thank you for listening to KC Sports Network. We appreciate your support. Don't forget to hit that follow button and leave us a review if you like what you heard. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.